I'm delighted to welcome to Making an Impression today, actor and impressionist extraordinaire, Adam Diggle. Adam, how are you? I'm grand, mate. Thank you for having me on. I'm delighted to be here. Well, it's a, it's a pleasure. And, uh, I, I, you know, I confess I didn't know of you in the impressionist uh, milieu, but you were kind enough to send me some samples and straight away pretty apparent that uh, you know your way around an impression. Tell me a little bit about you, you know, where you, because I think you're an actor first and foremost. Yeah, I'm probably more of a voice actor nowadays. I do a lot of video games and that, that kind of stuff and kind of drifted into doing impersonations. That's kind of my main bulk of my work. I'm normally playing goblins or demons or yes, something yeah. along those lines. So, and when <laughs> yeah. you're doing that kind of thing, so I, I only did a little bit of, you know, video game work and I found oh. it, m- mostly it was just shouting, yeah, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> when you're doing that kind of work, is it a case of going in and inventing a voice, or are you going in with a pretty clear direction? I mean, it really depends on the job. I mean, sometimes, particularly with scripts that have been translated, say, say there's a game in China that's been turned into an English game, very often you won't get a huge amount of character background and you, and you come in it very much as you and the director kind of figuring out, okay, what do we think this person sounds like? But then you'll have some of the big like AAA games. They, I think they're, they're a bit more specific about what they want. So you'll have a decent idea of age and background and you know, accent and that kind of stuff before you go in. So yeah, mm. it's, it's kind of different depending on what, on what project. It's not like going in and doing an advert or doing a documentary. No. You really do have to rip it sometimes, don't you, in there? Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever done motion capture stuff with games? I haven't, no. That is... I did. I did my first motion capture job about four months ago. Is, is this where they and stick? I, they stick. Yeah, they stick the dot. They stick the dots on you, and yeah. they, they they map your movement at the same time as ticking your voice. And I was playing about eight different goblins and ogres, and it was a four-hour session. And I came out of it, and I felt like I'd been hit by a truck. But moving away from games, because it's not an area yeah. that I know a great deal about. And obviously, we're here to talk about impressions. Going back to, you know, when you were a kid, I think it's, it's the, the kind of the very much the common experience of everybody I've spoken to on making an impression that all of us were kids who, you know, took the, took the piss out of the teachers, did, did the mimicry in the playground. We were doing stuff for our families at home. What was your, was that a similar experience to yours? I must admit, not so much impressions. I do, I do silly voices and characters and, and stuff like that. But the, I think the impression stuff kind of came a bit later for me. But yeah, I was always the one like in primary school when, you know, you'd have like every the class reading of a book where everyone kind of gets like five minutes of reading a different passage. And whenever yeah. it came to me, I would always just try and do the weirdest accent I could find and stupid <laughs> characters. Like, so, and then they <laughs> pass on to the next. But no, no, I, want, I want to keep on doing it, please. So, yeah, so, that, so you sound like the classic show off. Yes and no. I don't, I don't know how you, how you feel. I think, I, I think I remember you talking about it, Danny Postel. It depends. If it's in an environment where I'm expecting to do silly voices and I'm prepared for it, I'm fine. But then if someone catches me in a conversation, oh, you do impressions, you do, but go and do, do one. All of a sudden, I, it's weird. I kind of freeze up. I suddenly get really, really uncomfortable and I have to check myself and go, this is what you do for a living. You should be able to do that on command. It's not as simple as that, I guess. I mean, don't you find, I mean, I, you know, I used to get this in polite conversation. Someone say, what do you do? And I say, oh, I, uh, you know, I, I'm an impressionist. And they go, go on, do one. And, you, you know, you're right on the spot at that point. And, of course, the, what I tended to find, I don't know if this is your experience, was that you do one and they go, uh, 
Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, Alistair McGowan does that one really well, doesn't he? You know, and that kind of thing. Do you, do you, have you ever come across that kind of disappointment? Yeah, that's happened before. And the, the most common thing that happened to me is initially they're really impressed and like, oh, yeah, great, that's good. And then there's this long pause of like, okay, so come on, do, do, do some more. And then you've got to not only do the accent, but you've got to suddenly think of a bit for them. And, yeah. I, and that's quite tricky because like, the accent's kind of cool, but the, the novelty of it kind of wears off after, after yeah. about 30 seconds or so. Well, of course, it, it is. It, it's in many respects, it's a party trick. And, and you yeah. do need to give it some context and a joke and, and you know, do something with it. Once people know you can do the party trick, they're no longer impressed. They want you to actually make something of it and so that brings me to the next question which is uh, to do with the context in which you've used impressions now again i've I've heard you voice uh, videos and and you've done your own voice reels from your the booth in which you're sitting now how do you go about that then because you're you know you're not a stand-up are you i've done i've done a a few gigs a few years ago and i gave it a a go and i I loved it but i lived with a few stand-up they were fantastic yeah um but i saw how much of a hard life that is that is really tough i was busy with the voiceover stuff and i thought i can't give stand up the amount of effort and dedication that 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 these people do so i'm gonna still put you on the spot now with with stand up so give me give me a flavor of of your act uh when you were on the circuit well my act was a traumatic thing that happened to me um, involving an emergency emergency visit to A&E and I kind of interspersed wow. that with impersonation so I had an accident and like for instance part of the act was David Attenborough describing it like it's a wildlife documentary so I, I yeah. kind of drop little things in here and there like you'd like saying Adam is on the dance floor dancing vigorously doing the twist except another part of his body is also doing the twist and in a few hours, the pain will set in. Darren Altman pointed out that a lot of those impressions are what we you know, kind of a cod impression. Yeah. Oh, everybody does Attenborough. And in the end, what everybody does, in fact, is I am David Attenborough and he doesn't talk yeah. anything like this. It's almost at the back of the throat. Yeah, exactly. So the people who assume it's a whisper, when I hear you do that, you're taking, you're kind of manufacturing that almost sort of. <laughs> that kind of it's a little croak, yeah. It's a I think croak that, and a, 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 a whine at the same time, somehow. Yeah, and the biggest thing for me with him is his kind of vowels are a bit splashy. I don't know if maybe the muscles are a bit yeah. weak around his mouth. So, and at the front of the mouth, you, the S's become rather splashy like that. And that's kind of that's yeah. kind of my way in for him, I think. I, I should just say to our listeners, I'm watching Adam do this, and the, the, <laughs> the tongue is forward, the, the lips have gone, everything's flopping around, and it's absolutely nailed that. Not everything flopping around. I don't want to scare people. <laughs> I won't post a photo. I don't get that into my voices. <laughs> what, um, so what else? Where would you go from there after the, after the Attenborough? There's, there's a bit of Bear grills in there as well. I, can, I can't tell you without revealing a very, very personal thing about <laughs> I don't uh, mind doing it. You, but, um, you know, you're committed now. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, have to, I have a prosthetic something. Okay, I'll, I'll lay it out there. When I was under a lot of medication, the doctor said, we're going to give you a prosthetic, a prosthetic ball. And I, and I, and I okay. thought they meant like a mechanical one. 
Like, yeah. Obviously, obviously that, that technology just doesn't exist. No, no one can make a mechanical ball. That's a fucking stupid idea. But I thought that's what they meant. So then I started, I started riffing about, okay, if it's electronic, what else can it have? I, it could have sat nav. I could have, I could have like a celebrity voice. I could have like, like Morgan Freeman. Go forward and go back. Then go forward again and then go back. And again and again. You have come at your destination. Like, like. And then I thought maybe a hand warmer. I could be in the Antarctic and Bear Grill. You know, I could have a Bear Grill, but it's getting quite cold. You might want to warm your hands. Put them down your front. Like, like just like, I weave them in that way. Because I didn't want to stand up there and go, here's this person, here's that person. Like, yeah. like we talked about earlier. I want them to be part of the act, but not the whole act. Lovely impressions. And it's interesting that the Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman is coming up more than I expected <laughs> during the course of the making an impression. And it seems to me that the people with naturally bassy voices find that fairly straightforward. I mean, I, it's one of the ones that I, I do. Your, your voice, I would say, is somewhere in the sort of middle range. Yeah, I'd probably say. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you're not daunted by, you know, the fact that, you know, Morgan Freeman down here. But you still made that absolutely work, even though you weren't doing quite that level of bass. Yeah, I, 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 it's weird. I can do really deep bassy voices in some degree. But I think with someone like Morgan Freeman, his voice is aged and refined. Of a, so I, I can't recreate that. Yeah. So I can kind of cheat it. Like, I don't go down. I, I kind of go up in my voice. I almost create a bubble in my mouth. Yeah, I can hear and that. That's, yeah. And that's where I kind of, and I know it's, I'd love to have that resonance and I don't have it, but there's ways around it, I guess. Well, you, that's an interesting point you raised there about the, the cheat, really, which is, I think, yeah. the, you know, the, the, the impressionist's stock in trade, actually, because it's, it's rare that you can absolutely match, you know, someone's pitch or perhaps sometimes you can't quite find the accent or you can't quite find the, the thing that, you're hearing, you can't reproduce it, and yet you find a way to manufacture a yeah. sound that is instantly recognizable. Are there, are there others where you feel that you're getting away with it, even though you're, you're selling it, you know, 100% to your, your listener? Yeah, I guess, I guess maybe Trump as well. I, again, I, I find it very difficult to fully get him, but if I... With him, I know that uh, I don't quite have the uh, the depth of his voice, but I work more on the rhythm with him. And, you know, the media, they never talk about that. They never do. They never give me the credit I deserve. And that's fine. That's not a problem. So I, 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 I can't quite get the general resonance, but I feel if I throw enough stuff in there, I mix up yeah. the rhythm and a little the sibilance there that he has. It yeah, can almost... because you, again, it's, it's kind of an element of giving clues, isn't it? Because as I, I've kind of said even to, you know, some of the people, some like even like, like Lewis, who I think Lewis McLeod, who is a, you know, fantastic impressionist, but it's, it's true even if somebody like him with such a range that quite often you're, you know, you're having to find the bits that, that people can pick out and your impression will sound completely different to my impression or, you know, Alistair McGowan's impression. And yet on its own, it stands and it absolutely works. You, you mentioned, uh, you did a little snippet there of Bear Grylls and I, I'm fascinated by Bear Grylls because I don't really do impressions anymore. And, and, but it's one of those that I've been thinking I ought to be able to do that. And I can't. <laughs> What are you doing with that? How are you? Because I know it's um, very much the rhythm and the, the, the way that everything he says kind of goes up. Yeah, bu, bu, bu. it does. A lot to do with it is the rhythm. You're quite right. 
And also, I make him sound like he's ever so slightly out of breath, like he's climbed up uh, quite a substantial flight of stairs. Here we go. <laughs> well, that's great. I mean, it's really strong, that impression. And, and it's, I may ask you to teach me that at the end of the show. That's sure. fine. Yeah, no, because I, I, I'm, I'm a bit happy to. Uh, so far, I've been taught Fozzy Bear. Sorry, Ian sure. McKellen. You, you, know, you do McKellen, don't you? Because Lewis McLeod taught, was teaching me McKellen. I think I got oh, yeah. about 23% of the way there, I mean, roughly. You know? <laughs> Again, because McKellen's got a very resonant, very deep, fruity voice. How do you yeah. manufacture that? I push it right to the back of my right to the back of my throat so um and i do kind of recreate a bit of the gravel a wizard is never late bill boat baggins he arrives precisely when he means to and yeah it's really very strong i kind of tilt my i kind of tilt my chin down a little bit and that kind of opens up the back of my throat a bit more so i can get a little bit of extra resonance there i'm i'm fascinated by the way that you're describing your technique there because it's something that, again, a lot of impressionists on the podcast so far have talked about, while others, like perhaps like Danny Postill, was very much more a kind of an in- instinctive guy. And I know, yeah. I know I fall into that category. Amazing, and, and, and others, he's what, sorry? He is amazing, by the way. He, that he, your episode with him was phenomenal. I, I was, loved it. I can honestly say I was off my chair, just falling backwards, trying not to laugh over the top of him, because <laughs> he, he just had me in fits. And he's, he's a brilliant impressionist. He's also a brilliant uh, storyteller. So he, he's got all those elements that this is why he works so well as a, as, a, as a live performer, I guess. Have you had training then in how to reproduce sound? I mean, I had voice training as part of my, my acting training, but not, and the biggest thing in terms of accents and stuff, we were taught phonetics, but in terms of recreating a voice, not really. And, and yet, you, you're thinking through the process, aren't you? When you, as you produce a voice, yeah, I don't always do. It. So, like sometimes, some an accent will just click, or a voice will just will just click, and it kind of comes easy. It's very much horses for courses. Sometimes I have to sit down and devote loads of time and watch and listen yeah. and make notes, and and very often, I'll, I don't know about you, but I'll find that I'll work on a voice for a few weeks and then I'll leave it for a while yeah, and then come yeah. back to it. And then I find I can approach it from a fresh yeah, well, eye and I'll, I'll notice things yeah. that I haven't spotted before. Yeah. That, I think that's quite a common experience as well, isn't it? That voice that you, you kind of belabor the thing and you think, I cannot find it. I don't know where that voice is. And you put it away and Hey, presto, it appears one morning and think, Oh yeah. So it's so obvious. Why didn't I see that? Probably you know, all impressionists have a natural ear for an accent, right? So I think that's mm. goes without saying. And once you've got accents, you know, that, that gets you started with an impression. And then beyond that, there are lots of things that, you know, the building blocks that take you to your final rendition of, of the voice. So going back to your, your showy offy uh, school days, what, <laughs> what I, I'm, I don't know how old you are. And I'm not going to ask you because that, you know, that's uh, impolite i don't mind telling you i'm 33 33. i'm twice your age so i i I go i can't really begin to think what sort of things you would (laughs) you wouldn't know what i was doing in the playground back back in you know 1974 so but i'm interested to know what you were doing in the playground you know 20 years ago oh yeah i mean i was a massive 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 fan of Bremner, Burn and Fortune when, right. when, when, when that came out. So Tony Blair was obviously the one 
I think everyone kind of latched onto it. And obviously, he's quite an impersonatable guy. I haven't done it for years, but I, I remember that was one that I that I used, I used to love doing. Gosh, I mean, I think I think everybody had a version of that. What, how, yeah, can you, everyone can did. You, can you think back to how you did that? I'm not even sure it was that word. It's, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it, was, it was more just noise. Yeah. I just stand there for 15 minutes just doing yeah. that. A lot of impressions are like that, aren't they? I've, I've probably said on, on an earlier show, I mean, I can't really do McIntyre. I can't say I've tried that hard. But to me, you can get away with, I, you know, like, yeah. and that's, you know, for me, that's that's kind that's- of... You know who I'm doing. I mean, it's instantly, you know, I, yeah, if, yeah. If, if you hadn't told me straight away, I'd be like, yeah, Mike, there he yeah, is. Yeah, they got it. Well, you're being polite now, but anyway. Nah. <laughs> so from school, did you go to university or did you go to drama school? What was your next step? Well, actually, I know that you used to be a solicitor. Yeah. Um, and we've kind of got a little similarity there in that I, I went to college and I was originally going to go, um, I got into uni to do law. Right. So I was going to go down, down the law route and be a solicitor. And then yeah. I kind of just decided that it wasn't really what I wanted to do. And then I went to drama school the year after. And that's kind of... Well, first of all, let me congratulate you on making that decision. (laughs) Because I did do a law degree and then I took the law finals and then I became a bloody solicitor and I suffered uh, seven horrendous years of doing something I hated. But, um, you know, you got out sharpish and and, um, well done. So had you always harboured desire to become an actor was that always your schoolboy dream yes and I, I, it was always a massive passion of mine and something that I saw myself doing all through my life but I it didn't dawn on me until really late on that I know actually you know what you could do this as a career was there here you are you know about almost about to embark on what many would regard as a highly respectable professional uh, you know career <laughs> and you throw that all in for something as whimsical and uncertain as acting. How how were your those closest to you? How did they deal with that? They were obviously worried because you know they know that acting is not a stable career, and they know it's up yeah. and down, and you're freelance and not as reliable as a career in law. Um, <laughs> but they were they were great. They went if that's what you really want to do, if that's that's what kind of gets you up in the morning, if that's what kind of gives you your drive and your passion, and you don't get that with law, then what's the point of kind of sticking absolutely. with it? No, absolutely. Um, yeah. Like I still get questions now of like how how how's things how how's work and if I tell them about a job I'm I'm all I'm waxing lyrical about the creativity and they're like yeah yeah and uh, is it is it is it paying all right is it you, and yes I'm fine I can pay my bills don't worry so there's still that kind of <laughs> yeah. and it comes from a lovely place were there other people that you looked to did you, and and did you borrow technique did you borrow hooks that you perceived from other impressionists I think you do you, you do just pick things up if you yeah. in this kind of line of work if you study voices and you hear someone that you, you like you, you even if you don't realize it you probably do take it on board and yeah certainly we mentioned the tony blair um, so roy brenner's tony blair and alistair mcgowan as well obviously phenomenal i still watch his videos over and over again now and um, john coolshaw as well I, and I, I really try to get and this i don't know why but i struggle most with accents that are closest to me so like he does a, a really good um professor brian cox and that's something that i've always wanted to be able to do and i struggle with him a little bit so I, i've i've watched i must have watched john Coleshaw's brian cox a, a million times so yeah. definitely there's definitely there's loads of stuff that i've taken years ago you've had some dealings with uh john Coleshaw and one or two others 
Oh, very much as, as a fan with John. I was doing like a corporate job and he was there, he was presenting and I got a picture with him and stuff. He's an absolute, absolute gent. Yeah, I mean, I've worked with um, amazing impersonator, um, Kacha, Kacha Kavinga. And yeah, you do, you, you do find yourself even just in everyday conversation. Once you know that yeah. that's, both, that's both what you do, you, you end up riffing and, and tricking things off and go, oh, what do you think of that? And yeah, oh, yeah it's good. Maybe, maybe try that. Oh yeah, yeah, great. And you do go back and back and forth. You can't help it because it's, it's something that you both love. Even if you're not strictly looking for advice, inevitably you do start talking impressions and you do start kind of breaking things down. I mean, that's interesting as well, because I, I didn't love impressions. I just had a facility for, for doing voices. Oh, okay. but And I was going to say that working with people like John Culture and Alistair McGowan, I think they absolutely love them. And I'm interested to hear you say the same, that I, I think, I don't suppose you, you don't have to be in love with the whole thing, but it helps, I guess, because then you're you're more ready to immerse yourself in the whole idea. As I, you know, as I say, my approach to it was, oh, can I do it? Oh, I don't know. Leave it if I can't. <laughs> I hope it arrives in some moment of inspiration. And, and those moments as well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I, you know, I kind of, unless you're, you're doing it for some professional purpose. So quite often, you know, you, something like Dead Ringers, you know, some, some producer would say, can anyone do this? And you think, well, I, I can't, but I'll give it a shot. And suddenly you might realize under that kind of pressure, you can do a voice. And that brings me to this, you know, Presumably, you're you're going to get uh, requests through. I don't know whether you you have an agent or how how things work for you in terms of getting work. Where they'll say we need someone who can do X, and you think shit, I can't do X. And of course, the common response is, well, yeah, of course I can. <laughs> I'll just go and brush it up. Can you think of any in in, in recent times that you've kind of put yourself out there and and gone off and actually surprised yourself by? nailing it i did i did like one nicholas cage impersonation ages ago and hadn't done it for ages and they got me back in to do a, 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 my david attenborough for something else let's have a little little burst of cage oh. come on oh yeah. i'm rusty on this one man oh, okay. <laughs> yeah you know hi it's me uh, uh yeah a lockdown's been hard but i've been you know doing yoga and it's worked really well so that, that was a lovely impression. What, what would you say is your strongest impression then? Because everybody has a go-to voice. that they, Because you, I think your Attenborough is pretty much on there. But is, is, that, is there one that you think, this is the one that I can really, I can feel it? There's a recent one that I've done, uh, which, I, which is, I've, um, I've done Joe Lancet quite recently. And he's one that sort of, I don't know. I just, I just, I just, I, I, first of all, I love his voice. It's just so wonderful to impersonate. <laughs> Sally, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> just, I think he's great. But the one that I think, I'm a massive boxing fan. And so I've always been, I've, I'm, I'm always, I've, I've been, I'm such a massive fan, fan of Mike Tyson. I watched all of his boxing. I have like, I have DVDs of fights that there's no one's heard of when he was fighting Ben Man and other people that you, you don't even know. So these people watching when he's fighting Lennox Lewis. I've, I've been a, a Mike Tyson fan for, since back in the day. And I, I love doing him. Like, oh, that's just, great. Yeah. He's great <laughs> to cling on to. The lisp helps, obviously. Uh, the bot, absolutely. It's, uh, it kind of centers that impression nicely, doesn't it? <laughs> There are lots of. I used to love doing boxers as well. I think boxers give you 
kind of a range of accents and styles that are very uh, attractive to the impressionist. Obviously, Eubank uh, was, was one of mine. <laughs> yeah, right, because I was caught in this, um, this fashion, you know, it was quite um, uh, quite ridiculous. The thing is, yeah, the thing is, you you do a, a very very good Eubank, uh, <laughs> and I love I love Nigel Ben. So we all too. <laughs> we need to get a rematch. Look, we're not too old, man. I feel I've got it. I've still got it. I've still got the skills. <laughs> I've still got the movement, man. There are two warriors. Come on, Chris. You I have me. never heard of Nigel Ben, and you've got it brilliantly. That's great. <laughs> I love that. And again, you know, I suppose I used to do Bruno. You were Armenian. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're not Armenian. I mean, talk about resonance. That is yeah, <laughs> right down here. Not Armenian. What about other sport? Because sports such a a fertile area for yeah, impressionists. I do Andy, Andy Murray. Um, oh, well, come uh, on. I might have an Andy Murray off with you here. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. Because <laughs> it's, it's, I always think it's interesting to hear two impressionists do the same voice because they both sound like him. So true. Individually, but together they sound like nothing, nothing like each other. And so it's, you know, it's, I'm interested to hear your, your Andy. Um, I mean, I mean, firstly, uh, I'd like to thank you for having me on. And uh, I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know if you can tell by my voice, but I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely delighted. I don't think I've, I don't think I've been this happy uh, since my last Grand Slam victory. Oh, and uh, wow. just thank you so much, Simon. I really appreciate it. I don't think I'm going to take you on. You know, I think oh, go on, go on. I want to hear yours. Well, I do, Andy, a bit like that. You know, with that growly, <laughs> growly thing. I used to do them in stand-up where I'd just go, yeah, I thought I played pretty well out there. You know, my back, <laughs> uh, my forehand. And in the end, you just go, I'm sorry, I'm boring myself shitless here. Um, you know, That's so wicked. it was good. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting. I mean, yours is actually, it's, it's more raspy than mine, I think. But still yeah, works it really. Is, yeah. Yeah, it works really well. It's very strong. How you perceive a voice is completely subjective, and you then try it out, and people, you know, people will say, "Yes, I, I can hear the voice you're doing." But but it's still your take. It's always going to be your take. I think it's quite hard. Then having heard you do Andy there, which I, I don't think I could emulate your sound. And I, yeah, I think we both got him pretty, pretty nailed on. So that's yours is bang on, absolutely. That's interesting, isn't it? I, have you got impressions that you do that no one gives a shit about? So what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like, you know, like the. I don't necessarily mean the, the, you know, the bloke who works in the in the butcher shop, but, <laughs> but perhaps a celebrity impression or a sporting impression that you haven't been able to find a place for, or that people don't appreciate in the way that you appreciate it the way you hear it yeah again it's, it's going back to boxing do you know yeah. glenn, McClur- glenn mccrary yeah yeah i mean like he's guy i love him he's great his big deep voice i used to spar with mike oh those were hard hands and and he, he does punt yeah he does stuff for sky now but he's yeah. certainly like I'd, I'd do him all day but no one really wants to hear that one unfortunately oh, well, I, you're wrong there because i love that uh yeah hey. so, yes that's boxing that now and now you've really got that down pat that's that's great as you say, couldn't couldn't find a place for it, and that's often the way, isn't it? You you nail something, and you think, I, I, I don't know what to do with that. It's it's almost completely useless, isn't it? And and yet, it, 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 it amuses you. <laughs> I put a smile on my face. Yeah. I'm working in the I'm working. I'll be in the kitchen, um, and I'll I'll just 
I'll be on the right myself making it. Oh, that's a hard, that, no, that pasta's not done. That's a hard pasta, man. You leave it on for two more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> let, it makes let, me let, laugh. I, I, you know what? It's making me laugh as well. It's great. And, <laughs> uh, I just want to dig deeper now into your pantheon of boxing voices. Who else do you? Oh. Come on. This might, this might end up as a very esoteric, esoteric section. I do, as well as, I do, obviously, to Chris. He's, oh, he's, nice. he's, 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 a, he's a staple. You can't what? do boxing impersonations and, and not take on the, the Maximus, Stephanus, Decimus, Meridius of the boxing world. <laughs> you know, the other yeah. thing is, often, just, to, just as an aside there, I think, you know, Chris yeah. Bank, Chris Eubank Jr., that's exactly the same, you know, he's got the same voice as his dad. I don't know, he's still lisp as much. <laughs> no, he doesn't lisp. I'm throwing the lisp in just for good measure. But, oh. <laughs> but, but he does have that quite a similar intonation, not quite as soft. He's got more resonance in his more dad, re- Yeah, think. exactly, yeah. yeah. De- definitely a, d- a deeper voice. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, he's, but it's, yeah. it's kind of something about it that's quite similar as well. well so who else, yeah. do you, who else do you knock out on that in the boxing arena? Well, what I'm trying to get is, I mentioned Carl, Carl Froch earlier. Yeah, he's just great because he's, he's the saltiest boxer ever. Uh, he's just there. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I'll beat George Groves at Wembley in front of uh, 80,000 fans, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, Andre Wall, people say, well, Andre Wall beat her, but, uh, you know, he's boring. He's boring. He can't sell his fights. He can't sell his fights. So, you know, I'll, I'll win long term. <laughs> well, that's the uh, gorgeous uh, Nottingham kind of that, And I'm still not there with that because that I, I found that accent very, very hard because it's such a mishmash. It is, isn't it? It's a very yeah. tricky one to maintain. Um, it, it is because yeah. it's, it's sort of vaguely Midlands, vaguely kind of Yorkshire, vaguely something else. It's, it, is, it is quite hard one to, to pin down, isn't it? You must do a Tyson Fury, for sure. Well, you know, I mean, come on, let's, like, let's be honest. Um, you know, <laughs> I've been accused of fighting bums in my time, you know, and Dante Wilder is not the best uh, heavyweight world champion ever, but I bossed him. Okay, I said I bat him around the, way, the ring, and I did. So, <laughs> end of the day... Mush, you know what am I gonna, what am I going to do? I'm going to get criticism wherever I go. So I'm just going to keep on living my life, winning belts, and being the Gypsy King because that's what I do. <laughs> that's absolutely brilliant. I was going to give you a round of applause there, but it might have, it might have done the mic in. I think Lovely. I did the mic in early with Nicholas Cage. To be honest, <laughs> you, you I'm not sure I'm going to recover from that. <laughs> What's nice about that, you know, the, his enunciation. I mean, you've got all the, the, that sort of that growly gravelly high quite a high pitched gravelly growly thing going on but yeah i mean his voice yeah. his voice changed a couple of years ago he said he was punched in the neck but if you listen to his dad oh, john yeah. fury's john fury's a man you don't want to mess with if you mess <laughs> with john fury you'll end up in the ground like he's scary yeah, he's, so he oh, is, i wonder if it's yeah. just his voice is just aging if, if like tyson's yeah. just turning into his dad that, i mean that's exactly how his dad speaks the thing with thing with tyson what you got really nicely is that 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 enunciation of his where he pronounces the t at the end of words he doesn't drop yeah. the t and the t it it, it's a very kind of it sounds mannered but it is it isn't that, and that's just how he, the guy speaks but you've picked yeah. up on all of those little fine details that's lovely and I, 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 <laughs> that's uh, that's cheered me up no end he's so entertaining to listen to you can put on an hour, an hour interview and it's just yes. he's hilarious he's he, he is hilarious, hilarious. He is absolutely and, a, and, a, and an incredibly gifted boxer. Interesting, again, it feels like a bit, a bit of an esoteric boxing conversation, but his, his dad... His dad <laughs> Changing saying, the podcast topic. Yeah. <laughs> there was that, uh, the documentary about him fighting Deontay Wilder, and his dad was watching him 
training. And he said, you know, look at him. <laughs> he doesn't look like a boxer. He doesn't look like an athlete. I mean, look yeah, at him. Yeah, you know, yeah. Thinking, You're right. You know, well, he's, he's a fighting man. He's a fighting man. Well, I, was, <laughs> I, was gonna, I would ask you to teach me that, but I've got to save my voice to interview Alison McGowan tomorrow. So I, I'm going to save that. Yeah, let, let's, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> we are coming to the end. This has been very, very enjoyable. And, um, some, and some voices that there that not the norm. You know, it's quite unusual to hear some of those. Particularly Nigel Ben, I think that's a, that was a I treat. Him. I think he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's brilliant. And so I'm going to ask you to teach me one. Uh, this is this is the bit where I humiliate myself, but I'm you know I'm I'm game. All right, uh, okay. So anyway, I, I don't know. I was going to say pit bear grills. I don't know if there's a one that you'd prefer to throw at me. I mean, if you want to try bear, let's try bear. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, let's go for bear. Okay. okay, so your mouth is spread quite wide. Your mouth is spread quite wide. Okay, I'm trying and, to... Yeah, come on. You know, he's <laughs> like... But I mean, like, you, literally, your, your cheek muscles need to hurt. Your cheek muscles like, need to hurt. And it's quite breathy as well, so you've got to bring in that breath. Yeah, so he here. sounds a bit like he's... Out of breath. I'm nowhere near. Yeah, you've got the, you know, you've got the, the, uh, the pitch. You've it's, naturally, without me even saying anything, you've got, yeah. you've got the rhythm and the tone is absolutely there. Imagine that you're out of breath. So, so that I'm trying to climb up a mountain. I don't know. It's, I can hear it in my head, but I can't. That's not, that's not a million miles away. Not especially the end of that sentence. <laughs> the end of that <laughs> sentence. I was like, I heard it. No, that, that was bare. You, you heard it. You heard it, the germ of the voice there. Absolutely, yeah. Are there ones that you haven't been able to you know, fan out from a particular sound and then develop a, a, the bigger, the, the kind of the bigger picture of the impression? Well, there's one, that I'm kind of, there's one that I'm kind of wrestling with at the moment, which is, I mean, everyone's watching Tiger King right now. And Joe Exotic is one that, again, I can kind of mimic lines of his. And I feel like I, I, I might get there, but at the moment, I do find it hard to kind of suddenly, if someone gave me like a, a, a speech to do and go, right, go and do the impersonation. Yeah. I'm sure I would, uh, the vowel, certain vowels would drop out and certain yeah. sounds yeah. wouldn't quite be right. But Carol Baskin's a bitch. Like, it, it's like it's there. <laughs> She's trying, to, she's trying to ruin me. But long-form stuff, I, I, I'm not there yet and I struggle with. It's interesting that because you've got a, a video up on your website where you do a, a song using various, <laughs> using various characters. And I think that is incredibly hard because it's, once you're committed to the, the, the meter of a song and the lyrics of a song, although I know you do fiddle around with the lyrics a bit, but oh, yeah. it's it's quite hard then, isn't it, to to do those little bits and pieces of an impression? Yeah, that, absolutely. That, yeah, I mean, and you, and you do it really well on that. So, thank you. Did you did, did you find that a challenge? Absolutely. Yeah, I I did like a little one a while ago, uh, Jacob Reese Marguan, and so I, I found that yeah, when the rhythm of them because because with a lot of people like Bear Grylls, for instance, part of it is that he's got the rhythm. If it's in a song and you've got to follow the beat, you can't do yeah, that. Exactly. So absolutely, it does make it harder, definitely. Well, well I'll tell you what we we're going to do. Uh, just just leave me on a re- just to bring the tone down and make us all depressed. Just give us a quick uh, re-smog because I think we can't go anywhere without that. Oh, again, this is one that I'm working on. So okay. Um. No. No. You see, 
I personally don't know why the public are complaining about the coronavirus and, and having to go to um, parks and other um, public areas. Simply do what I do. Take a walk around your rose garden every day, a dip in the indoor pool, and that's all of the exercise one needs. I really don't see the fuss. You, you are about, I'd say about 85% there with that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, because I can hear that. I can hear it absolutely. And it's, I can, you're, you know, it's just that you've just got to edge to the, to the finishing line with that. But it's, yeah, 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 it's, definitely. It's, it's really strong. That's great. And not, and again, <laughs> oddly, I haven't heard a lot of people do him. Yeah, um, no, weirdly enough, you're right. He's, I mean, I guess at the moment he's not in the news quite as no, much, but in the past yeah. he's been, yeah. Before we go then, is there an impression that we haven't covered? from your repertoire that well i was really excited to do i was excited because i know you didn't repeat i was to, to give alan rickman a try because that come on come on class as you are all aware due to the coronavirus outbreak hogwarts has <laughs> been closed <laughs> i will be running my classes on zoom as soon as i can find out how the fuck it works well, I love it. I mean, uh, <laughs> normally I do it I, again. I do like to do a, a Rickman off with everybody, uh, you know. But I can never go. Oh, you've got the resonance there, water. definitely. Yeah, I can forget that. You know, it's kind of almost to me. That's again. It's one of my almost like a it's just a sound thing for me. I can't. I couldn't sustain that over any distance. It's just that no, I've been a classic fool. You know, I, that's all I would do with it. And actually, I tell you what, this does bring me to a final note here of the people you impersonate. Have you ever met any? Have you ever been confronted by any? Yeah, Alan Rickman. Yeah, he came, <laughs> yeah. Into, yeah, yeah. No, genuinely, he came. He came into the. He did. The, oh, did yeah. I thought yeah, you were taking the his head in. Oh, he no, did. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, absolute, absolute legend. Um, yeah, he was doing this his talk, and yeah, like there's loads of in the audience there, and like kind of theatre in the in the, in the drama school, and and like he's answering loads of questions about career and acting and stuff, and someone goes, "Oh, I've got a question." Hans Gruber, sheriff in Nottingham, who wins in a fight, and without <laughs> straight away, without thinking, he goes, "Oh, uh, well." Obviously, the sheriff, he's a total, total nutcase. And then I was just like, <laughs> like, he surely probably wasn't. I don't, I don't know if he has been asked that question before, but he just straight away riffed with it. And I thought, that God, is a, legend. that's an absolute cracker. Well, it's a good, it's a great <laughs> anecdote to finish the show on. And I've had enormous fun. You're wicked, and thank you so much for, for having me on. Honestly, it's, it's been it's been a proper laugh for me too. Absolute pleasure. So, uh, well, thank you, uh, uh, Adam, for joining me. It's been a joy, and I would like just like to say to all our listeners, thanks for being here, and uh, come back next time for another one. Goodbye. How do you go about making your voice sound like someone else's, and why would you? I'll be chatting to a bunch of people who can answer those questions and many more as they reveal the dark arts of impressionists. I'm Simon Lipson, and this is Making an Impression. Making an Impression.